0: What's going on guys? Welcome on back to Second and Short. My name is Tyler Lauder and my co-host Aaron is not here today because him and his wife just welcomed a brand new baby to this world. Congratulations to them, super excited, super thrilled for them. Uh, This episode is gonna take a different take, a different turn, it's gonna be just myself solo. We're gonna be going over these things a little quicker than normal. Today we are gonna be uh, jumping back on to Fantasy Fridays for week nine of the NFL season. Today, we are going to do, as always, we're going to talk about our studs, duds, and sleepers for this week. So, without any further ado, let's get started. Our first stud of the week is quarterback Josh Allen going up against the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle will be coming to Buffalo this week. Here's the thing. Obviously, you're going to play Josh Allen. Obviously, the playing the Seahawks, but we're going to talk about why. Why we think he's such a stud this week. And I think it's very valid for us to talk about him, even though he is the number four Ranked quarterback based on points scored this season. Here's the thing. He opened the season with four straight 25 plus points per game. They were amazing. He was off the wall, looking like an MVP candidate. Then the last four games, he's been held under 18 fantasy points. Now the run game's starting to get back in shape as it should be in Buffalo, but he's also just not as accurate as he was early season. Here's the thing though the Seattle Seahawks are allowing a lot of people to score on them. Uh, They're number 32 when it comes to passing yards allowed per game. They're number 32 in fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks. Uh, They've only held two quarterbacks under 20 fantasy points this year. Those being the struggling Kirk Cousins and the backup quarterback Nick Mullins last week in San Francisco. Uh, They're allowing a lot of touchdowns. They're allowing almost eight fantasy points more than the average team. Josh Allen's projected about 25 points here. That seems fair. I honestly think he could have one of those weeks where you're just like, oh my God, everybody I play has Josh Allen. This sucks. He scored 35 points this week. And I think it's valid, and I think it's going to happen. When the Seahawks have went up against more mobile quarterbacks, but we're talking about like Cam Newton in New England, Dallas with Dak Prescott, uh, Kyler Murray, Arizona, they've allowed about 30 fantasy points plus to all those quarterbacks. When guys can get it done on the ground as well in the air against them, they struggle to adjust. Now, Josh Allen's not the most mobile quarterback, but he's no Nick Mullins. He's no Kirk Cousins. Like He's going to be able to get out of the pocket. If he can keep that accuracy up, I think he is going to have a stellar week and shred the Seahawks team in what is going to be a high-scoring affair. Moving forward to our next stud of the week, and that is James Conner going all the way to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, James Conner is the number 12 ranked running back on the season. Uh, He's got about 498 rushing yards, good for 4.5 average, five rushing touchdowns, and on top of that, he has 18 receptions for over 100 yards on the season as well. He's projected to get about 20 fantasy points, which is where we think he will be. We think he's easily going to eclipse 20 points here. Here's the thing we have to look at. These are like nitpicking really easy. Like you're going to try and start these guys. If you have them, you're not going to sit them. That's obvious. But let's just talk about why James Conner is going to have such a great week. He has been double digit ever since week two. He has had 300 yard rushing games in the season. He has scored a touchdown in five of seven games this season. The Dallas Cowboys are number 32 in rushing yards allowed, number 26 in rushing touchdowns, and their 30th in defensive time of possession, which means they're on the field so long, the offense on the other team has the ball more. Well, if the Steelers get up high early, they're going to run the ball more, take up more time. When you take up more time, the Dallas Cowboys become tired. When they become tired, they don't tackle as well. People don't wrap up. And that's something that James Conner is going to be able to take advantage of here in week nine. Also, the Dallas Cowboys are 32nd in points allowed. Expect here for James Conner to have a huge week, getting easily over 20 fantasy points, probably putting it in the end zone one or two times. Now let's talk about some duds. Let's talk about some guys that we, we do not like, even their low projections. We don't, we don't think they're going to perform as well as they will. Some guys have been struggling as of late. The first person, we're going to keep it running back, keep it AFC, we're going to talk about Jonathan Taylor. This is weird, really weird. Like, Jonathan Taylor last week got out-touched by Jordan Wilkins, like who's supposed to be the number three running back. I know he's kind of his backup, but Nate Hines is there. Hines was a reception machine last week. He had two touchdowns last week. Jonathan Taylor isn't getting it done week in and week out, and he's going up against the Baltimore Ravens, who have pretty much been stopping everybody against the run. So far in the year, the Baltimore Ravens are number five in rushing yards allowed and number three in rushing touchdowns allowed. They don't allow a lot of things to get through. You got to try and beat them to the air if you can. They're a very stout team. Now, the Baltimore Ravens have a lot of players that are kind of affected on this contact thing with COVID, um, with Humphreys. And so they're going to be missing some key players there. But in the long run, I think it is just too risky to even flex Jonathan Taylor this week. He is touchdown dependent. And when you're touchdown dependent, that's too risky for me. So far on this year, he only has 100 yard game and he has been held to 60 yards or less in five of his seven games. So that, that's, the, that's an issue for me. I mean, he's, he's looking decent. He's projected 13 points. I'll be surprised if he gets over 10. He's going to be one of those guys that if you can go pick up somebody off the waiver wire, that you think is going to have a boomer bust type situation where they could score well, go with that because this is too risky right now to play Jonathan Taylor. The next dud we got here for you guys is Janu Smith. Uh, Janu Smith is kind of getting back in the swing of things. Uh, We've seen Frisker with the Tennessee Titans kind of getting some touches. Ryan Tannehill is kind of going to his receivers more than he is his tight ends over the past couple of games. And Smith has only had eight targets over the past three games. And that's not something that I like if I'm trying to start somebody at a position that is already so risky to play. And most of these positions that, you know, are, you kind of get more guaranteed things at tight end, you don't. So if I don't have a guaranteed thing, I'm not going to take the risk on Janu Smith. I'm going to go somewhere else. He said the last three weeks, he's been held under five fantasy points each week due to the struggling amount of targets, due to him not getting red zone looks. You know, the bears are 19th in passing yards allowed. They're number two in red zone touchdowns allowed. They don't allow people to get touchdowns on them in the red zone. And I feel like that's where Janu Smith can dominate. But again, this pulls back to Taylor. If you are touchdown dependent in fantasy, it's too risky for me. I don't want the guys that are going to get out there and get like two catches for 12 yards and a touchdown and be like, Oh yeah, he got me. You got me nine fantasy points. That's, that's not what I want. I need double digits at every position, including the tight end. He's projected only about 8.9 points this week. I think there's a chance he gets, he gets almost blanked. He's probably only going to get three targets. Even if he catches all three targets, he's going to have to have a, a broken tackle for a big boom. Or he's going to have to get a touchdown. Seven of the eight tight ends groups against the Bears. Not just one tight end. Every tight end on the roster. Seven of the eight games, they've held those tight ends under 100 yards. The only time they've eclipsed 100 is when they got like 105 against Tampa Bay. Tom Brady loves his tight ends though. So that take that with a grain of salt. Still too risky for me. Stay away from Janus Smith at all costs. And now let's talk about some sleepers. Let's talk about a quarterback and a receiver that I think, well, I mean, Aaron thought this as well. This is kind of his suggestion as well, that we think are going to outplay their projection. Guys that are going to stand out more and that maybe, maybe you have to play them because week nine has a lot of buys. You know, maybe you've been rocking Joe Burrow all year because you got lucky and you just like how he plays and he's doing well for you and you need to go pick up somebody off the waiver wire for this week, well, I suggest Drew Locke. It's going up against the Atlanta Falcons, which, in my opinion, pretty easy pickup. Atlanta Falcons have been getting destroyed by everybody on the air. I can't talk highly of Drew Locke. He's played meh, very meh, all year. Last week, he had a decent week in that comeback win against the Chargers. He did complete 26 passes for 41 attempts, good for about 63%. He had over 240 yards through the air. He had three touchdowns. Um, He did throw another interception. He's got five interceptions in his last three games uh, coming back. It is very risky. He has zero games over 20 fantasy points. In a time in a league in 2020 when everybody is throwing like crazy and getting fantasy points to the quarterback position, he has yet to do it. Here's the kicker, though. He's played against some good defenses. I mean, he's went up against Tennessee, went up against Pittsburgh for a little bit until he got hurt. New England's always got a good defense, and the Chiefs have been known to, Cause turnovers from time to time. I think last week against a sub, sub poor defense in the Chargers, who have been allowing a lot of teams to score on them, is going to kind of be just like this week, the Atlanta Falcons, who are allowing a lot of teams to score on them. So far, the Atlanta Falcons are 32nd in total yards allowed per game. Simple as that. They're allowing a lot of yards 31%, they're 31st in passing yards allowed, and 32nd in passing touchdowns only got 13 sacks and six interceptions on the year. So they're not getting to the quarterback a lot. They're not causing a ton of turnovers through the air. And they have allowed a touchdown every week to quarterbacks. And they've allowed over 300 passing yards in seven of eight games. The only time was last week against Teddy Bridgewater and the Carolina Panthers. QBs on average are scoring about 26 points against them. So Drew Locke projected about 16 fantasy points. We think that he has a big sleeper to get into that 20-point mark we think that's easily a good chance for him to get three passing touchdowns for 300 yards, push him into that realm. So if you're struck by the, you know, maybe you have Garner Minshew, maybe you're struck with, you know, bye weeks, maybe you have injuries. You never know what it is. Drew Locke is a sleeper that you could start this week. Another sleeper that you could start this week is Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones is going up against the Minnesota Vikings and he's projected about 14 fantasy points this week. Last week, He he didn't have a lot of yards. He had under 40 yards. He had under five catches, but he had two touchdowns. Kenny Galladay, probably not going to be there. As of the time of recording this, he is probably not going to play. He has not been 100% ruled out yet. But if Galladay isn't there or not there, I don't think it matters. I think Marvin Jones is going to feast. I know Matt Stafford might not be there, but I think even with Chase Daniels, I think he'll do well. The Detroit Lions have had over 30-plus passing attempts every game. Like, it's obvious there's a game plan there, high-volume passing, and I think with high-volume passing comes high targets. Now, over the past two weeks, he's had 13 targets, and I think that right there is just a call to action of what is to be expected for this game. Minnesota Vikings are 26 in passing yards allowed, 25th in passing touchdowns, 14th in red zone touchdowns, and 22nd in sacks. You know, they are allowing a lot of yards to the air. They're allowing a lot of guys to score in the red zone, which Marvin Jones can do and has been doing his whole career. And they're not getting a lot of pressure on the quarterback either, which is going to allow either Stafford or Chase Daniels to have time in that pocket. The Minnesota Vikings have allowed a lot of touchdown in six of their seven games. You know, they, they average about almost, almost 50 fantasy points allowed to the wide receiver position, uh, which is about 10 points over the average in the NFL. I think Marvin Jones is slowly coming into this season and is working well. And I think over the past two weeks, showing production is going to lead into a third consecutive week of outperforming his projection of 14 fantasy points. Expect for a big week for Marvin Jones as one of our sleepers for this week. And that is going to do it for us here at Second and Short. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening. Uh, If you guys want to show your support, click that subscribe button down below. It's super simple, super easy, keeps you up to date on everything that is Second and Short. Also, give this video a thumbs up. It is the cheapest way to support us and what we're doing. And if you liked it, great. Also, give us a comment down below on who you think will be a stud, a dud, or a sleeper for week nine of the NFL fantasy season. Be sure to check us out on all social medias. We got posts going up on Facebook weekly. We got three to four posts going up on Instagram everywhere. We are on Twitter posting polls. And coming very soon, we're going to be on TikTok giving even more breakdowns coming through at second and short podcast thank you guys for listening and good luck in your matchup this week